Thanks for joining me. I'm Nancy, and you're listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Things. I'll be talking to ordinary people, just like you, who share their real-life stories. If you find this helpful, please subscribe, leave a kind review, and share. Thank you so much for joining me on Ordinary People, Extraordinary Things. I'm here with Michael. Michael, I'm thrilled that you're on the show today. Yes, ma'am. It's It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, I just always like to start out with, can you tell me three words or phrases that describe you? Um, Hardworking, dedicated, um, determined. Okay, awesome. Well, this is kind of starting our season two, and I'm just really excited about this. I've kind of seen your story unfold through other people. I got to be at church on the day that you first came in, and I got to see you being baptized and I was just so thrilled that you wanted to share a little bit about your story. I'm kind of explaining a little bit, but our listeners are probably like, what? What's going on? What what are you talking about? So I guess let's start out with, tell me what your life has been like the last few years. Uh, The last few years prior to being at Southeast, um, I found myself on the streets uh, without a job, homeless, uh, consumed in my addiction, uh, fighting for my life. Wow. That's all. You said that really fast, but that's a lot of stuff. Yes, ma'am. Is this, and you lived in Denver, is this all take place in the Denver area? Uh, Prior to that, I I lived uh, in six other states. Okay. So it's been going on periodically for 15 years in my drug addiction. Okay. Um, I would do good and fall back down in uh, consumption. And so I landed on the streets a lot. But this last one was in Colorado. Okay. Yes, ma'am. So how, I guess, like, drug addiction, was there alcohol as well, or is it purely a drug addiction? It was drug addiction, mental frustrations of uh, insecurities, and just uh, didn't have God in my life when it came down to it. And um, turned out he was just re- uh, trying to get my attention. Mm-hmm. and help me through those things so that I can give give my all to him. So this drug addiction and homelessness is actually not, like, you're not the only person that deals with this, right? Like, can you tell us, like, how you felt or what your daily or even weekly, like, what... I'm not familiar with it. Could you kind of explain it a little bit to me? Um, so... I found myself on the streets and all my roads were being burnt. Like I was losing friends, I was losing family members, jobs. Uh, The consumption took me to the point where um, I couldn't take care of myself anymore. It got to the point where I was stealing food from grocery stores and I would get in trouble for stealing food. Then I found myself in jail, Uh, those types of things. Uh, No place to go to just really living, surviving. I couldn't really function without um, my drug. Yeah. So I was just pretty much living to use. Yeah. And you said this has been going on for like 15 years. 15 years off and on. Like mm-hmm. uh, I would do good and uh, something would happen, something would be missing or a bad circumstance would happen and um, I would just go back to using as a way out rather than um, coping with it. Yeah. So were you literally like homeless on the street? Did you go to any of like the rescue places or were you living out of a car? Like, 
Um, at some point, uh, I would live in a car or just be on the streets. Uh, the shelters were too packed uh, to live in. I didn't find myself going in and being packed with a bunch of other addicts, uh, an easy way of um, living. So I just continued to stay on the street as a, a way out of that. So I had to really just go through my addiction when it came down to it until it subsided. Where did you find or do you even remember? Were you, um, was the addiction kind of make you not aware of things? So, or? like, I was aware of everything, uh, it, but being consumed in the addiction, uh, yeah, you don't really have, you're kind of just fighting for your life, really. And so uh, I found myself sleeping on roofs just to get sleep. Um, roofs? Roof, yeah, sleeping on roofs. Like, oh. yeah, because I couldn't really sleep on the street with all the other addicts and all the danger that was around me. So the only way for me to really feel safe was to be on a roof. So then uh -huh. I knew that I would kind of like some alley cats, but yeah. or I wouldn't sleep at all. I would be up for weeks and months at a time, couch surfing, uh, that type of stuff, trying to get into hotels or that type of stuff. But most of the time I was always on the move. It sounds very stressful. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Just always wondering... Where's my next meal? Where's my next fix? Is that a right word for it? Like, where am I gonna, where am I gonna stay next? Are these people kind? Are they gonna hurt me? Yeah, um, there were times when I had people take me in. Uh, there were some godly people that just seen and understood the struggle I was going through. So they gave me a chance to try to help me get on my feet. And, um, and it's all led me to the point where I am today. So, you know, I think those people that have helped me uh, but most of it was up to me and what I was going to do for me mm. and, and my life. So I could only, uh, when it came down to doing what I got to do, I got to do what I got to do for me. But I kept the good qualities of helping others. But then there was a day where I just had to focus on me. Yeah. Yeah. So what what changed then? Because you said that there were some people and you had tried to get off the drugs before. What What brought you to this day that we're kind of talking about? There was a day my... My addiction subsided. I know whatever had a hold on me didn't have a hold on any, me anymore, and it was my opportunity to give my all to the Lord because when it subsided, I felt a witness to the Lord. He pulled my heart, he pulled my soul out like a scroll, mm. and I could see my soul. I looked down at my, I fell to my knee and looked down, and I could see the transparent darkness, so I could see through the darkness. Mm. and through all the lies and, and so there was a truth in me that could that was so true that uh, it could never separate me from the truth so I could see through all the lies of what was ever trying to keep me away from him and so then I seen the arm of God next to me mm. and then that's when I knew the Lord was with me and I was freed from it and so at that point all my bridges were burnt I had nowhere to go to and so then that's when I proceeded uh, to go home, but I had no home to go to. And so, mm. and ironically, I used to live across the street from uh, Southeast. Oh, okay. So naturally I was heading back home, but uh, my family was going through something to where they didn't even live there anymore. So, and when you're in your addiction, family could only do so much. And so um, it would, they had to just let me go through it and trust and give me, you know, trust in the Lord. And so, I was on my way up to a home that I didn't have, and then I stopped at this gas station, and this guy happened to be watching a sermon um, on a computer, 
And he see me walk in and, you know, ask me if I was okay because I was, was pretty uh, worn and torn. He told me, uh, well, I know this church up the street. Um, you should go there. You know, they'll help you. Mm. And, and as far as I knew, I knew I needed all the help I can get, you know. So I had reached the, the end of my road and all my paths had ended. And so um, the Spirit was leading me to the church. And then from there, uh, he proceeded to take me to the church that night. And he, uh, he bought me some food. And uh, we prayed. And um, I slept outside the church uh, that that whole evening or that that whole night and then um i kind of waited to be invited in because i was too embarrassed to go into a church and um it's just because i was unclean and then that's when myron came out head of security and he brought me food invited me in they sat me down and um, they fed me a burrito and got me some water at that point i could barely put uh, lift my head up and then they asked me if i wanted to go to the sermon and so I went to all three sermons. Oh, you did? I sat through all three of them. <laughs> uh, kind of just up in the corner, like, okay, God, like, uh, viewing my life to him, opening my heart um, to him, uh, taking, taking heed to everything I had witnessed. And so I didn't really know what was going to happen or what to expect. I just knew I needed help. I knew I needed a home. I needed a family and all that stuff. And I didn't have any of that that day. Um, Right after the sermon, uh, Treasure House of Hope came, and they called me to the table, and they said, um, sat me down and asked me what I wanted for my life, and so I wanted a new life. I had reached that state of brokenness to where um, the things that had a hold on me didn't have a hold to where I could give my all to God now, and so I, it was an, a beginning, a new start to uh, walk into a life through Christ. And he brought Treasure House to me, and they took me in that day. And ever since then, I've been uh, growing in spirit, uh, doing Bible study every day, hearing what the Lord has to say uh, through the wisdom that he shares uh, for me to apply it in my life and, um, and, and uh, let him work through me to help others. And so uh, I've been growing mentally, physically, emotionally. So he's healed me from a lot of trauma. This past year, I have my year coming up, and he's healed me past the healed healed me from a lot of things and helped bring a lot of understanding and purpose into my life. So it's been about a year already. Yeah, I have fifteen more days. And, fifteen more days, and, and it's a year. It'll be a year. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. The God is so good. Uh, so that's kind of just where I've been the past three years. Uh, it hasn't been easy, but. When I look back and see how it's all come together, it was just um, leading me to him and giving my all to him, seeing and recognizing for who he is and not questioning it. The powerful way that God just really kind of spoke to you that day. Those are things that I feel like we see in, in the Bible all the time of these miracles that God does of just really pouring himself out and showing himself to people. And you witnessed that. And I, that's just so powerful to hear. Yes, ma'am. Uh, everything, everything he says he is, um, he is. He keeps his word. He is who he is. And everything in that book is fact. Mm. And so not only does it apply to the individual, it applies to everything around us. To see the bigger picture of everything and what's going on and why um, to where at this point and in time now, I just have given 
it all to him to guide me. So he, he's, he's guided me this far to um, become spiritually strong through him, and then I trust that he'll guide me even further. So I just have to stay connected with him. Yeah. Yeah. So just a, a few follow-up questions of, of your story, if that's okay. Mm. So the, um, the man that you met at the grocery store, he actually took you to the church. Yes, ma'am. Okay. That's that's really cool. Yes, ma'am. Uh, so he he kind of just uh, the Holy Spirit was working through him uh, to speak to me, and so he was happened to be watching a sermon. Looked like a very godly man, and um, you know when you submit and you're obedient to the Lord and you're trusting of Him, He's able to work through other people to minister to others, and so. Uh, that's why it's really important for everybody to, to fellowship with one another and show love and understanding because there's people out there that aren't awake to that yet. And mm-hmm. so um, we got to help show them that love and how, because then it will, um, that sin will, that blindness will, it'll dawn on them and they'll no longer question it. So there's people that are awake and that aren't awake to it. So, or then they're going through the process. Well, and I love how you said, like, you, you have to decide to do it, right? Like, because there was people around along the way that did try to help you, it sounds like, mm-hmm. and you just weren't ready. So, but I would say that those tries weren't in vain because God kept moving you forward. And when it was time, not only did you have to decide, but other people did, like, had to step in and, well, like the man who took you to the church, Myron, who didn't call the police on you and invited you in. Um, Lonnie, who are going to have on and kind of tell a story as well with yours because, uh, yes, you have to decide. But also, if if those people had said no to you, we wouldn't have this story as well, right? If Treasure House had said no to you, if they said, go away, we don't want you here, that would be a whole different story, right? So it's just so powerful when different people are actually looking to God and they hear him moving and they actually show love. It can just transform lives. And that's what I'm just so fired up about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. That's, that's exactly what happened. And um, if it wasn't for those people just um, loving the Lord and being those loving, understanding people, I wouldn't be here. And so he worked through those, not only those people, but he, he led me to the church and he established me a place to be able to recover through him. And so it's just recovery through Christ. And so now that all those all those things have subsided, I've built my spirit strong enough to where, well, he's built me strong enough to where the things that used to have a hold of me no longer have a hold on me. Like I'm grounded in him. So I just uh, want to continue to go forward and move forward and, and um, look to him to guide me, and he'll establish all, all of my steps for yeah. me. Yeah, because he knows better than I do. Right. <laughs> so when God really kind of spoke to you that day, were you alone and were you in Parker? Or do you, like, do you remember anything else specific about? Um, I was by I'm by myself. Yeah, it took a while to get to where, but he sat me down in green pastures, you know, under a tree. Oh. And so then I waited, and I didn't know what was gonna happen. I just kind of had to go out on a limb and. You know, just let the wind guide me, let the spirit guide me. And so um, just a very strong uh, moment in my life, uh, many strong moments in my life to 
that have led me to seeing him for who he is and um and it's th- I'm 33 so you know it's my Jesus year mm. yeah yeah sure so, so it's just it took 33 years from you know being born till now to see him and to continue on uh, with the knowledge I had prior to this I didn't had no idea until you know I had a, I had a, I had a vision of him I knew who he was but then I had to really see him for who he was and and so now that I see him I'm just like I'm say I feel like I'm saved he saved me and and gives me purpose to help other people that are struggling through the same thing a lot of emotion behind it because there was so much so much pain behind it but I'm so happy that he stepped in because I got it you know and he he makes all that all go away, and it fills me with joy and love. So it's just good stuff. Yeah, that he doesn't waste your your hurt, your your past. And it humbles me more. Not the pain, but the love. The love is what got me through it. Yeah. Yeah. The love is what kept me going, pushing through that. So. You said you felt unclean. Uh, I was literally unclean. I was dirty, and nasty, but at the same time, my spirit was was not clean. It had a lot of baggage. I was holding a lot of weight and things that I needed to be free from that he provided through his uh, his teaching and his understanding. So as I went through um, the program, I was able to unpack those things and um, he's uh, build a relationship with him, which matters greatly in anybody's life, you know. And so I'm closer to God than I've ever been. That's awesome. So I actually have, I could say I have a relationship. I know him and I see him for who he is. And and prayer is just so powerful and comes into um, the natural realm too, not just spiritual, come to the physical realm too. Yeah. Yeah. So those, that darkness that consumed me had come up into my life. And so then the light came. And so it's just a transition. Right. Were you anxious that day? I mean, the one man had said, oh, they will help you, and he brought you there, and, and you slept there on the lawn. Were you anxious of, are, are they really going to help me? Are they, what are they going to do? Did you have these kind of thoughts, or did you just know that God had put you there? Well, I couldn't leave anything out, so I had to be optimistic in all my views and the way I look at things. And after what I witnessed, I knew that he was guiding me there. You know, I didn't want to question it, but because at that point I was just done. So I just was done. He got me to the point where I was just done, broken, ready to be rebuilt. And so I, I was kind of in a state of misery, but at the same time just truly needed help. Yeah. You said that you couldn't put your head up. What did... What does that mean? Like physically you couldn't bring it up? Like you were yeah, hurt? Yeah, like I was like physically just worn out and mm-hmm. tired. By the time I got in the house, I had um, two swollen eyes, so my eyes had closed up on me by the time they got me in the home. Just because of like... F- uh, I had to fight a guy with who had a crowbar and a ice pick at one point to get... Yeah, so yeah, I got in a fight with a guy that... I had a crowbar and an ice pick, and I made it through. He helped, Lord helped me through that one too, but that was on the way to the church, so I had to that have was, faith, yeah. So on your way to church, someone... Yeah, when like, I was in Denver, and uh, just 
had an altercation and yeah, so I just took a leap of faith and uh, just took the ice pick and subdued the person until I could go. <laughs> yeah. But he must have kind of hurt you in the meantime. Yeah, I had, I had gotten hit with uh, the crowbar in the face and then I had a gouge from an ice pick on my head. So I had I was covered in blood. Oh and, my. Yeah, wow. and yeah, and so then by the time I had black eyes and just deprived of nutrition and you know, just got out of my addiction, just traumatized and and so I was just really broken in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And he's just restored me out of all those. Wow. Yeah. I'm just just like thinking here about like how God must have just like watched the scene unfold and like seen his son come back to him, you know? Yeah. And, and through the church, which I think he always wants to do, is have his church be who they say they will be, right? And they yeah. will love the person that that doesn't look like you didn't look like you were ready to go to church, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, like we kind of think of like you put on your dress, you put on your suit, like you you couldn't do that and you came anyway. And I just love that, that you felt like I'm still gonna go. I know I I know I don't look clean. I'm still gonna go. And that people said, come in and welcomed you in, no matter what you looked like, no matter what was going on, and just showed such love that it just made a difference. Yeah. Yeah. So oh my God. Yeah, I'll never forget that day. A lot of a lot of spiritual moments. Um, that's witnessing him work through others and just witnessing the king himself. Huh. And so I'm just thankful um, for Southeast and for taking me in as one of their own. And God led me there because um, he wants me to be a part of that. And so ever since then, my uh, all my paths ended, led me to the church, and now they're opening up again. So when it says the, the gate is narrow, mm. um, it's true. The path to life is... The, the gates is narrow so you know I started in life and went every which direction but then all my paths ended and led me to him so yes and so now it's opening back up and uh, let him guide me where to go next and I just thank Southeast for being uh being uh, some some good uh children of Christ uh, men and women of the Lord and uh, um Treasure House we will put their website and like link them in because they are a, a fantastic organization. How much longer are you with Treasure House, do you know? They do the year program, and then they help you transition out. I might just be joining ranks with them oh. um, and just help uh, continue moving forward and helping other addicts that are in need. So I don't really go on my own accord anymore as far as uh, everything that's happened and how far he's led me and how I came to an end of myself. So now I look to him, so he's gonna light up the way for me, and so I just uh, hold that faith. And what I don't see, I can look back and see how it all came together and see how it works so I could trust in him even when I don't see it. Even though at times I may get a little jittery, but then I it, always remembering everything I went through, um, what led me to this point in time, always puts me back to the right state of uh, mind and spirit. So, yeah. yeah. I went through a lot of misery, a lot of heartache, but a lot of good times too, but it led me, it's led me here to this point now where I'm just like, I got the spirit, I got God with me, you know, and 
if you stand for God, then who can stand against you? You know, so um, I'm just a, he's he's caused me to have a, a really big heart, uh, and I'm just really joyful that I have my life today. Because uh, a lot of people don't make it, but I believe that even after that, God still has a purpose and plan. We see a lot of things, but I think He's going to do whatever it takes to get through to each and every one of us. Yeah, it's like just the 99, right? He leaves the 99 to go get the one, right? He just, he doesn't want anyone not to be in relationship with him. Right. So, so there's going to be a day he gets through to each and every one of us, you know, and that's why every day is so precious because it's another day to save a person. It's another day for someone to get saved. Oh, Preach it, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) I see that you have such a platform for helping people that might be where you were or maybe families that have someone that's struggling in the way that you did. Can you tell me what you would say to someone who they're not going through addiction, but they have a loved one who is? Mm -hmm. Do you have any thoughts or anything that to share with them? Um, for anybody that's going through something similar, and uh, for me that was addiction, uh, that was my biggest battle. The Lord is just trying to get a, get your attention to look to Him uh, so that He can uh, establish your steps. Just keep going and don't give up until the Lord has made it to you and then once you find Him, surrender your life to Him. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for being on. Thanks for telling your story. Thank you for giving me something wonderful. Uh, just your story is just so impactful to me, and I know it will impact so many people. So thank you. I do want to end real quick with what is your favorite Bible verse or story? The one that sticks out to me is John 3.16. Uh, God so loved the world that whoever believed in his son shall not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, that's a fact that it's through uh, his son that we are able to be in right standing um, and be at peace and so and it takes it takes believing and seeing him for who he is which is going to set you free mm. and, and help you give you the courage to carry on uh, even after all that so. and what are you most grateful for most grateful I'm grateful so for so many things uh, man I just I'm glad that God uh, has given me this opportunity uh, to be a part of the, his ministry and um, to help minister others and accept me as his, uh, you know, his child uh, to become a man. And so this is the only way to become a true man, you know, is through the Lord. And so I tried everything else, <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so it's through him. So I'm just happy that I'm growing and then I'm moving forward and becoming a man. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see what God continues to do in your life. Thanks for being on, Michael. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in. God gave me a calling to share people's stories, and I've been doing that for over 15 years with my business, Generations to Generations. Ordinary People, Extraordinary Things is a continuation of telling stories. All of us have a story, and it's imperative that we share it with others to learn and empower. I know you have a story to share on how God has showed up in the mountains and valleys of your life. To do that, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, or email me at ordinarypeoplestories at gmail.com. And I'll see you on the next podcast.